Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. Right, hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Ask Me Anything here, live on Instagram. Um, I, am I earlier than usual? No, I think I've just been a bit late uh, recently. Okay, so you know this, you know the drill, guys. It's um, we're going to spend however long we need to get through um, some of your questions that have been concerning you this week. A little bit of an update on my side, what I've been up to. Um, God, what have I been up to? What I've been up to, I've been up to. What can I share with you guys? I have something actually that is. Um, quite something that um a lot of us go through and it's the feeling of the feeling of losing someone right not not necessarily um well i suppose it could you could put it into this context you know when you when you got a relation when you're in a relationship or you have an emotional bond with someone or something um you know it hurts it hurts when that something leaves your life departs out of your life the reason why uh, I'm going to jump straight into this is because um, <laughs> if you've been following me for some time, you would have seen that um, you know I've actually I have two bunny rabbits in possession that we've actually um, at my mother's house, and one of them actually isn't well at the moment. And you know I got I got off the phone to my mother earlier. And you know she was very upset because it, she she thinks that one of them is actually gonna gonna die, um, probably probably tonight, right? Like um, it's got some ingestion problem, and I, th- I think it's quite. If you've ever had rabbits, you know it's quite a common problem that they have. And um, you know on many occasions she saved its life, and on this occasion it doesn't really look like it's going to go through the night. So it's sad, and I'm, I'm you know I was on the phone earlier to my mother just comforting her emotionally. And, um, you know, she, she, she was, she was deeply upset because, you know, she's going to wake up tomorrow and this, this, this being of joy, you know, it's given so much joy into her life is, is gonna, is not going to be there anymore. And, um, you know, and I think we can all relate to that where we've had pets, right. Or we've had partners or been in relationships, you know, have had an emotional bond to, to something. I think it's an important it's important to to learn and understand how to deal with a loss and i think as well like you know i think me as as an adult me me going into parenthood i'm definitely going to be conscious of introducing pets into um, my children's life to learn about the feeling of losing someone and, and and death as such i think it's such an important lesson and um but anyway why i'm talking about this the conversation i had with my mother was that look yes it would be sad you know it would be sad if you wake up tomorrow and you know the worst that we can think of has happened but what we must be reminded of is the joy that this being has gave you into your life you know when i left home you know my mother didn't have someone to, to nurture anymore right and um you know mothers that their motherly you know, they're motherly beings. They they need something to nurture, and that, that was something that she was able to do. It was um, 
something that was in her life. And so she, she was feeling really distraught about that. But I just, I just felt like it was my job to kind of steer her mind into the direction of being thankful to the experience that she's had with <laughs> these rabbits, <laughs> right? So you've got, to, you've got to think about that. Whenever you're going through a moment of, um, you know, pain, feeling loss, you know, try to dig yourself out of that rut and just just come from a place of being thankful of the experience of that being or that person, right? It's just a little mindset thing I wanted to share with you and it's a very topical thing that I wanted to share with you right now because it's something going on in, um, in my immediate life right now. Um, so appreciate, rather than sort of, you know, mourn the loss. I mean, I think you should mourn the loss anyway, but it's celebrate, celebrate, celebrate life, celebrate the experience you had with someone, okay? Let me go, let me give a few shout outs. Let's see who's, who's joining us today. Hi, uh, Lewis West. Hi, hi, Yasmin. Hi, Joey. Hi, hi, David. Welcome back on. Hi, Odias. Um, I don't know you, but I joined. Uh, <laughs> great name. Hi, hi, Thomas. Welcome back. Uh, yep, Yasmin, I will get back to answering your question. Let me just finish saying these hellos. Hi, Xguts. Hi, Kevin. Hi, TB Waitman. Hi, Hank. Welcome back, buddy. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, G Hoddy. Hi, Emma J. Hi, Omar. Take One Africa. Rario. Archin J. Vicky Holloway. Welcome back. Uncle Cracker. Alfonso. Hello, buddy. Uh, TB Waitman. Don Giltara. Angelo. Tomatic. God, we've got good, happy, happy Saini. Is that who I think it is? Is that you, Gunfer? Hi, Ifio. Uh, right, 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 right. Hello, 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 hello. Right, let's go through the questions. Let me scroll the way back to the top. What, what have we got? Let's have a look. I think you asked the first one, didn't you, Yasmin? <laughs> wow. Okay, I didn't think I'd be answering this one. How to deal with a man pervert, narcissistic in a relationship? Uh, I mean, how to deal with a a, a narcissistic pervert? In a I mean, someone who has got a narcissistic behaviour is um, very challenging to to be involved with, uh, whether that be romantically or you know, social relationship or a business relationship. Um. I may tell you something you don't want to hear, um, but I guess that's why you're on here, right? Because your friends aren't going to be telling you this sort of stuff. I would say get out of it. Get out of it. I mean, if, it, if it's, you know, I think some people fluctuate from having levels of narcissism that you can deal with. Um, but if it's at a level where it's just like, and you've been vocal about it, you've been vocal about, um, you know, letting them know that it, their narcissistic behavior is challenging, challenging for you in your relationship, and they're still like that. Then you just got to get out of that relationship. You know, sorry if that's something you want to hear, but um, it's normally the thing that you hear and listen to when your body responds to that is probably the thing that you need to do go and do. Okay, um, but interesting and great question. Thank you. Right, what else we got? 
Jihadi, what football team do you follow? I'm not really a big follower on football. I mean, when I was younger, I used to play, um, enjoyed playing it. And I used to go to some big games. My family, uh, they used to follow Newcastle United. And uh, as, a, as a youngster, I used to go to the games. And they have a phenomenal following. But I just couldn't really get r- my head around, you know, getting excited about grown men kicking a ball around the park. Um, yeah, just, I enjoyed playing it. But going to watch the games, never enjoyed it, really. Um, thankful for the experience I went to watch a Chelsea game in recent years and that was I mean dead it was that Chelsea one of the biggest clubs you know here here in the UK and renowned around the world but the atmosphere I mean I just didn't feel the fans were passionate enough you know so it's a really interesting comparison very contrasting with between uh, Chelsea and uh, Man United uh, Chelsea and <laughs> Newcastle United uh, anyway how do you know if you are a good lover with your partner in the bedroom? Um, probably how many times she goes, oh, <laughs> oh, whatever noise she makes, you know? I mean, you're going to know, right? You're going to know. I think, I think when it comes to communication in the bedroom, um, you don't remove the shame from letting each other know what you like, right? Um, you know, it's always a common bit of advice isn't it you know a healthy relationship is about good communication and that's exactly that as well right be open in terms of what you like and um, maybe be prepared to hear something that you weren't quite prepared to hear but be open-minded and be try to be as as accommodating as possible okay yeah I mean normally if you <laughs> If you can hear your partner or see your partner having an orgasm, that's normally a good good sign that um, you, you're hitting the right spot. All right, buddy? Thanks. Who else we got? Right. Right. Hoash. Uh, hi, Michael. Right. Many guys are open about being sexual, but but it's concerned to men. Asking being sexual always is like a taboo. Which ways are the best to lead the topic with women? Okay, so how to bring the conversation into the direct into a sexual direction, right? Great question. A lot of people aren't comfortable bringing up the subject of sex. So perhaps first of all, if you're if you're new to um, you know, building confidence in this area, try maybe using it in an indirect way. I was only at a workshop the other day our impactful connections workshop on saturday and i took the guys out in the evening and i wanted i wanted one of the guys to break out of the comfortable platonic chit chat he was having with the group of girls he was doing it well they were clearly very stimulating and enjoying the company but it just could have done with a bit of escalation so i said look go over to the bar like leave them for a bit so he left them and he come back and i go look when you go back in say that oh my god I was just getting a drink and it was ridiculous this this guy just came up to this girl and uh, he whispered in her ear all I've been thinking about is going down on you all night long right and they had the moment where they just looked at each other and he grabbed her hand and they just left I mean it's crazy right I mean like 
what the hell's going on in here, right? So using like a little a story, an indirect story or of something else that's going on in the venue is, is perhaps a great way to introduce sex to the conversation. You might want to say like, yeah, I just came out from the bathroom and I don't know, there was definitely something going on in the restrooms there. I just saw a guy and a, a chick come out of the same cubicle at the same time. Um, I didn't realize it was that sort of place, you know, and see if they sort of reciprocate the, you know, get reply on that level, you know, put some feelers out there. Um, but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how refreshing it is for a woman to talk to to be able to talk to a guy about sex on a night out. You know, there is, you're right, there is so much taboo on the subject, but we're all doing it. Do you know what I mean? We're all doing it. So try to remove the shame from getting on the subject, right? And just, just see how see how far you can go with it. Look, a woman is, is straight away going to tell you what she's comfortable with or not comfortable with, right? You're going to get some pushback, right? Um but start small. I mean, there should be... You start small. Start with the eye contact first, right? Start with the eye contact. When you're talking and gesturing, maybe, you know, apply a little bit of touch. And if, if that's received well, you know, that you know the person's open for a bit more, okay? If you go straight into it, it can be a bit abrasive, right? So work your way up, okay? So try some indirect stuff first. And um, once you're comfortable with that, then I don't know, maybe reach back out to me next week and I'll give you some more... Um, direct things to say all right thanks for the question hi sarah let's jump on again x guts do i remember the dm i sent you by any chance um i don't could you if it's a short one throw it throw it here in the stream and i'll, I'll answer it for you okay hi kgw yasmin no problem hi afan Hi, Andrus. Welcome. Thanks for jumping on. Hi, Jason. Make it. I like to admit it seems to work best for me simply because girls are so trained to thinking guys are trying to conquer them. Uh, X-Guts, that's a really great thing. I, I, um, that's a really playful way of uh, bringing sex into the conversation, like speaking in innuendo, having her, like, yeah, blaming her for bringing, bringing the subject of sex up. It's a great, playful way. Um, so, yeah, thanks for sharing. Hi, Miriam Fendo. Hi, 4x4s. I, oh, you're from Sydney. Awesome, man. Awesome. So you're speaking about escalation. I want to go into depth about it and how to. Hi, violinist. Hi, Nancy. Ah, I keep doing that again. Hi, John. Hi, Fab. You ordered, did you order the book, Fab? You did, right? Who, who's ordered the book so far? Who's, who has ordered the book? Elite, Sedu Elite Seduction, there it is. Who has ordered it, right? If you want to get familiar with my work, my teachings, this is a great place to start, okay? $9.99 uh, on Amazon. Go and get your copy. I've got some uh, announcements for you guys as well. Something that uh, has I've been in talks with recently is if you want to come if you, you know, if you're in the UK in on June the 29th and the 30th 
I'm going to be at the Dayton Show Live at the NEC Birmingham. So if you are here in the UK and you want to meet me in person, uh, I don't know how much your ticket is. It's, it's inexpensive. It's, it's not going to be a lot. But there's a whole um, experiential day and they've got zip wires, they've got mixers, uh, they've got, I mean, Joey Essex is hosting it and Melinda Messenger. Uh, so come down, meet me in person, get a chance to, you know, shoot the ship with me, have a drink, you know, anything, anything you want answered in person, I'll be there. And I'm, I think I'm actually going to be doing a talk there as well. So I'm planning a, a great experience for you guys. Uh, if you come, if you come down there and meet me. And I think I'll be selling my books there also. So if you haven't got one, then I'll actually be able to sign it for you. If you have got one, bring it down, I'll sign it. Right. I once tried to bring sex into the conversation by telling a girl at a bar that the place was heaving with pussy, and she said I was a sex pest. Sex pest. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, your lang- it's the language that you're choosing to use. You know, I mean, pussy... You don't say that to a, a woman unless, you know, you're, it's very direct, it's being direct, it's more directed at her talking about maybe her pussy, you know, but like this place is heaving with pussy. It's, it's, it sounds a bit like a sort of chat you would have with the boys, you know, it's like locker room chat. It's, it's, it's not elegant. Yeah. Try to be a bit more sophisticated with your language. Uh, you know, wow, there's a lot of women here in here tonight, right? That's. That that achieves what you want to say. I don't know why you need to use the word pussy, right? <laughs> so be a bit more conscious with your language. I think I think that's what you'll get a lot from from my work. Actually, is how I use language quite effectively um, to stimulate uh, people's minds, right? Because when I'm actually working with clients, you know, we do focus a lot on the use of language, the the use of seductive language. And uh, I think this is so important. I mean, look, if, you, if you're questioning, like, if it is or it isn't, look how many, um, look, look how many books are sold on erotic novels. I mean, look how well E.L. James did with Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, women eat this up. It stimulates their mind. I was on a phone call earlier with a friend of mine earlier on, and we were talking about this exact subject, and it, it's true. Like, if you want to get physical with a woman, yeah, you've got to be able to stimulate her mind. You've got to stimulate the mind before you're able to stimulate the body, okay? So start reading, actually. I would encourage you to read some erotic novels. Uh, A great book that you should read, I think every man should read, is Nancy Friday, My Secret Garden, or Nancy Friday's Forbidden Flowers. And it's basically a whole load of women that have wrote in, right, to confess their sexual fantasies, right? So if, if you're ever in doubt, if you're ever in doubt that if, if women are sexual beings or not, just refer back to this book. I'm telling you, we're, we're all pretty fucked up. <laughs> We've all got a lot going on up there, right? But it, it, it will just calm you down and think that sex is so much less of a taboo than what you actually think, yeah? So get more acquainted with uh, stories that uh, sensationalize sex and, and um, empower women. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for the movement of empowering women in, in a sexual way. I think that's a beautiful thing, you know? 
this isn't Saudi Arabia. You know, we, <laughs> you know, we, we need to empower women. You know, if it's, you're awakening the goddess, right? Okay. Thomas, I've seen people take the boring conversations that you've talked about and change them into exciting ones. Doesn't this have a connection with being playful? Yeah, of course it does. I mean, you know, you're choosing not to have a boring conversation. You're choosing not to fall into that 11 o'clock pub chat. You're choosing not to do the what do you do, where are you from, how old are you? Like, that's never going to stimulate anyone. You know, that's just going to move you in a direction of falling into the yawn zone. If you got my book, yeah, you'll know what the yawn zone is. I talk quite extensively about trying to avoid that, right? So the mindset's always got to be you're going out to play. You're going out to play. Not everyone's going to want to play. That's absolutely fine. But you've got to be in that mindset, okay? You're not going out like it's a military operation and you've got to go and talk to people because people can just sense you're off key. You're on the wrong vibe. No one wants to be around that. People want to be around someone that is comfortable within themselves, right? They want to be around someone that seems to be most familiar with the venue or the surroundings because they're comfortable with themselves, yeah? Women talk about they don't want to be approached by the creepy guy. The creepy guy is uncertain, yeah? The creepy guy is someone that comes from a place of doubt. No one wants to be around that, okay? So develop lots of reference of you beating yourself, yeah? Developing confidence with women can just be having a positive conversation with a woman you never really thought that you'd have a positive conversation with, and then you'll move into the place of certainty, and you'll move away from being the creepy guy, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Thanks for the question, buddy. Fab. Johnny, would this be the first book you have written, and how would you say your book differs and from say the game it's not the first book i've written no i've actually if you go onto my website johnnycassell.com i've wrote i think we've got published on their free books their ebooks okay this is also you elite seduction you can also get in um on a kindle but i've published how to my first book was how to get your ex back and that i published in 2013 okay we've sold a lot of those books and um it's a complete strategy guide to, first of all, getting yourself back, right? Because if, you, if you've come out of a relationship, the biggest error that people make is try to rush back into it, right? But you don't rush back. You can't rush back into a relationship that, isn't, that is broken. You've got to fix a relationship you have with yourself first before you're able to even think about um, presenting a new deal on the table because effectively that's what it is right you don't want, you don't want to present the same deal on the table and, and and someone is just signing up for the same deal as the reason why you broke up right and this book isn't for everyone that book isn't for everyone that's for people that were together at a time where they were just in two different places in their lives right so by the end of reading that book you'll make a decision wherever you know a logical decision rather than an emotional decision as to whether you want to reconcile with your partner or you know you want to utilize your newfound confidence in a more positive in a more fruitful direction elsewhere okay um so yeah that was my first that was my first one we then we did published uh a book called Jim will fix it <laughs> which was um we obviously had to remove that one f through certain events that happened in the media uh, with Jimmel, 
Jim will fix it. Um, but it was basically a guide on how to meet women at the gym. And we will be republishing that soon as a, a new updated version, uh, which I'm very excited to to bring back out. Then it was How to Get Laid in Ibiza, which was written when I, you know, I've gone out there with clients and, you know, it occurred to me that, you know, I was on the plane coming back and it occurred to me that there's probably a lot of people on this plane that had certain expectations of going to such a party island and desiring a bit of holiday romance, but coming back with the tail in between their legs, you know, coming back and not actually <laughs> experiencing any of that. So what I thought, I mean, because everyone, you know, the feedback I got after publishing that book was like, well, go to Ibiza. I mean, everyone gets laid in Ibiza. Well, that's exactly my point. Not everyone does. And it's not for everyone. It's for the people that, you know, want to have a bit more of a, a strategy and expand their mind on that subject. And um, that was fun. That book was fun to put together. You know, I got some great guys in the room to collaborate with uh, my colleagues of mine. We did a five-part audio guide on it. And um, it, yeah, it was, it was good fun. And uh, I, can, I'm, I speak in confidence, like it's quite a, uh, a, a, a um, an abrasive title, you know, I, I, it is an abrasive title, but it's definitely uh, one to, to get. If, if you haven't got that one, go to my website, johnnycassell.com. If you're going away on any sort of uh, party island or trip uh, this year, definitely work, definitely worth looking at, whether it's Ibiza, Mykonos or... Um, I don't know, Sandra Pay, wherever you, your destination is, check it out. It, you can apply it anywhere. Um, but at least seduction, how does it differ from something like the game? Uh, the game, the game was, uh, I'm thankful for the book, the game, because that was a book that definitely was a stepping stone in terms of realizing what I wanted to do with my life. And that was help people uh, because it certain, certainly did help me at the, at the early days. And, um, you know, it's had a bit of a bash in the media, and I think that, you know, it's the way that my book differs from the game. I don't believe there's any sort of canned routines and gimmicks and, and stuff like that. I do think those help uh, to get you started, but they shouldn't be the way that you should be functioning. My focus in my book is giving you the mechanisms Right. So once you understand the mechanisms, you can go out there, you know, the psychological mechanisms, you can go out and utilize it yourself. And it's all about really bringing out the best version of yourself uh, as opposed to a shadow of yourself, someone that's not really you. You know, the fake it to your the fake it to you make it concept isn't really a concept that um, I follow. You know, I believe that there is a version of yourself inside you. And I believe a lot of. Um, my book will help you expand your mind in terms of bringing that version of yourself out. But not only that, you'll see how I've worked. There's 10 different chapters, 10 different case studies. So you'll see what sort of clients I've worked with in the, in the past and how I've helped them. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, 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 like I say, it's for someone that's just starting out, wants to get in the swing of dating, someone that wants to gain confidence in, you know, seducing right and seducing should be an ethical thing guys you know it's seducing seduction is a two-way street it's not a one-way street and and love you know i've had guys that have 
bought the book and they've said, Johnny, I'm, I'm going to skip the beginning. I'm going to go straight to the back because I'm in a relationship and I want to be better in my relationships for my partner. And I thought, well, that's some beautiful feedback to get, you know, for people utilizing it like that. Having said that, if you have picked up the book, you have got a copy of the book, I think it's a great journey to just simply go from start to finish. And me personally, as the author, I would say I, I would prefer you to just read it from start to finish because you it was designed, the book was designed for it to be like that, you know, going through a lot of the mindset principles, first of all, making sure you've got the right set of beliefs, the right understanding moving forward and then we can move into the conversation structure and understanding what you want from a woman because at the end of the day if you haven't got the mind in the right place then you know you're going to fall apart later on down the line and a woman's going to see that yeah what do i keep what do i keep saying every week a woman wants the guy to be coming from a place of certainty and that's exactly what i had in mind when i when i was writing this book right so so read it page for page, right? There's over like 200 odd pages in there. It's, you know, people have read this in two days, this book, okay? And it, it's doable. It's, it's a, I'm sure it's a, it's, it's a very easy, I mean, guys, it, was, it wasn't, it's not too many fancy big words in there, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's um, it was a different approach. You know, we've done 10 case studies, 10 tools, and 10 of my personal stories to back it up. And rightfully said, like when I was speaking to a friend of mine who's also got the book on the phone earlier, she said that, um, you know, this isn't all of your stuff in here. And I go, I know, <laughs> but it's enough to get everyone in the right place. You know, of course, if you want to see all of my stuff, you know, I, you need more time with me, you know, so you come on a workshop or you take up some coaching or, you know, you you wait for my, my next book to come out. I mean, I plan on doing a lot of books, okay? I've got a lot of content inside me. And this isn't just about dating. It's about lifestyle. It's about transformation. It's about being a better person. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I've got a lot to share with you guys. So I want to leave a lot here when I go, you know? It's my, it's my legacy. So, yeah. Thanks for asking that question because that definitely took me on a bit of a rant. <laughs> with with all that um but it's been a i thoroughly enjoyed the process you know it, it took a, it took a long time but um learned a lot whilst doing it so yeah thanks for the question all right thomas what's your question here uh meaning they turn them from being born and assigned to meaningful yeah that's that's how you want to have a conversation you know you're not going out look a big trick and again i feel like i keep saying this right and and no if i keep saying something week in week out right notice the consistency in my message right i'm not just blurting out stuff like there is consistency in what i teach okay go out right and if you hear yourself saying the same thing week in week out you know you're hearing that monotony in in your in your conversation in your speech switch it up switch it up get bored of hearing yourself the same get bored of hearing yourself say the same thing week in week out and if you apply that principle in your mind no one can be bored of your interactions because you're having so much fun being creative with the language and the conversation that you're having right that you're simply inviting people into your amusement right if you're on, on autopilot all the time 
you know, just not even thinking about your responses and, your, and what you're saying. You know, you're, you're just, you're, you are bored. Therefore, you're projecting a boredom. Yeah? Okay. Great, Fab. Yeah, I know you did. You told me, oh, that's awesome, man. Hi, Timo. Welcome on. Hi, Yanis. Hi, Mohammed. Uh, welcome. Remember, ask me anything, guys. You've got me for what time did I jump on? I'm not too sure. But normally it's around 45, 50 minutes. Uh, hi, Kenneth. Hi, Julio. Um, am I familiar with the mystery method? Yes, I'm, I'm familiar with the mystery method. That was a book that I've probably picked up around 13 years ago. It's, it's, been, a, it's been around for a long time. Um, what's my feedback on it? What do I, um, what I think it's good for? I think that book is good for group theory. I think if you want to understand how to approach groups, perhaps, there's a lot of value, I'd say, in that book there. Um, yeah, there are probably some more concepts that I took from that back in the day, but not, not fresh on my mind right now. But yeah, what does... What is on my mind is is the group's dynamics. That you definitely um, get some value from that in that book. Okay, thanks for the question. Uh, Nancy Garda. No, no, no. Um, X guts. It's Nancy Friday. Um, my secret garden. And there's Nancy Garda. <laughs> you confuse me now. Nancy Friday. Forbidden flowers. Okay, so two different books there. There might be a third one as well. I don't know how many more she wrote, but those two I've got on my shelf and they're great. Um, yeah, it's not a book about gardening. <laughs> Hi, Edson. Welcome. Hi, Pablo. Uh, right. Can you recap? Jihadi, can you recap me briefly of, of how you talk slowly to seduce a woman? Well, look, understand this, right? That when you talk fast, yeah, that's put in a certain state in the room, isn't it? It's either excitement or or nervous. Someone who's nervous. It's speaking really fast like this. It's like, oh, you just got to really talk really quick like now and um, you just get it. So it's like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking fast. I'm just talking fast because I'm just not comfortable speaking here because we're live and I, I don't, I'm just talking like this. You know, it's just not comfortable to listen to, is it? You know? It's like um, it's like you're you're watching a horse racing and listening to the commentator. <laughs> you know you don't want to be around someone like that on a night out. You know, so what we learn really, don't we? That when we slow everything down, we build tension, and that not that is not necessarily just with our voice and lowering our tone, but it's also about how we move. You know, think about how you move around the venue. You know, you're rushing. Why, why are you rushing? Why are you rushing around the venue? Why are you in a rush around the venue or the social space that you're in? When you glide, when you glide through the venue, you know, you're building tension with every step that you take. And that's seductive. Like your movements are seductive, right? And that doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah? When you're sat there at a bar and you're drinking, are you quick to move your drink or are you slowly drinking it like that maybe you've got a bit of eye contact across the bar maybe you're just kind of slowly drinking your drink right maybe you've got your glass and you're just rubbing the ring 
rubbing your finger around the ring as you look at you know a girl that you're seducing by the bar <laughs> you know it's like so many things you can do just get in the habit of slowing everything down you know your mannerisms your tonality your voice and you might want to fluctuate it too you might want to introduce two different states when you first speak to someone it might be a bit sort of high energy you know because you, you you're trying to make impact on your arrival but then you want to maybe switch it up and just kind of speak slow and just tell me something you know when is um you know what's your what's your sexual fantasy yeah like what yeah you, you know your fantasy i mean you don't that you don't have to tell me and that's perfectly fine if you don't want to tell me but you know if you if you if you're comfortable go ahead you know <laughs> you can get away with that at that tone you can't get away with that speaking really fast you know it just looks like you've done a bag of coke <laughs> yeah, chill out man remember i said like if you're comfortable they're comfortable yeah work on it ib12 uh hi jihadi hey carol hey jay how you doing buddy jay everyone go and follow jay funk and um he's doing something really interesting a you'll really like his uh profile he's got a very creative profile and he's he's doing something really interesting in the music space. I mean, I think he, he's got a really unique style. It's quite playful. It's quite fun. And um, I think it's really cute when his, his wife's in some of the videos as well. But um, he's really tapping into the one-minute like song space. Uh, very niche. Uh, go check it out. Go check out Jay Funk's uh, profile. He's actually a former client of mine. And um, he's, he's, he's happily married. So give him some love. Give him some follow. Uh, support his work hi justine welcome thanks for jumping on hi amy ask a question amy hi brava uh yes jay are you in it of course you're in it bro (laughs) of course you're in it (laughs) hi diego welcome back on buddy everyone go and follow diego correa uh, fantastic interior designer, um, always working with my clients, taking their spaces to the next level. Um, you know, nothing but praise for this guy's work. He, he's he's working with people on a top top level. Uh, if you can get some time with this guy, uh, you're going to be in a good space, and the people that you introduce into your space are going to be in a good space. All right, go and follow Diego Correa, fantastic interior designer, uh, for some inspiration or some wisdom. Uh, looking forward to reading that. Plenty. Thank you, Fab. Hi, Sunny D Boy. Welcome back. <laughs> Watch Crazy Stupid. Yeah, Crazy Stupid Love is a great movie. Um, it's quite accurate, actually, to a lot of the work that I do with clients, you know. And Steve Carell, yeah, I've met a few Steve Carells um, from Crazy Stupid Love, certainly. Um, but actually, like on that note, just important to put across that, you know, not all guys I work with are like that, actually, actually quite few. A lot of guys I work with uh, are just like ordinary guys, man, ordinary dudes, you know, that from the outside, you wouldn't think have an issue. Just like you're listening to this now, you know, no one from the outside, like your peer group would even think that, you know, getting better with women is a concern to you. But it's a concern to all of us, right? Like we all want to do better of ourselves. We want to achieve higher. And um, 
you know, we've just all got a different story in our heads, haven't we, that holding us back. Certain things have happened in our life, certain events that have happened in our life, and we're holding on to, to those things for um, an unnecessary amount of time. And a lot of my work is to unblock all that and help you have some fun in this space, you know, and, 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 and meet a beautiful woman, you know. I love what I do. Right. Hey, Sunny, do you think it's a good idea to ask girls for coffee if we have approach anxiety? I, I, I would say get used to talking to people you don't know. And that exercise can happen anywhere. It doesn't just have to be women. Get used to just talking to women that scare you i don't like to use that word because that's a negative connotation what would be the positive connotation excite you same feeling your body's experience change the label right it promotes action if you're having a good vibe with her right then of course it'd be it'd make no sense not to right but if you're on a journey to become more comfortable with your approaches then I would deal with that first. I have a rule when I'm working with clients, and that's free approaches. Get free interactions under your belt just to warm up, just to warm up. You've got to exercise those social muscles, guys. What do I mean by approaches? What do I mean by interactions? As soon as you leave your house, you have the opportunity to interact with someone. It could be someone as you're walking down the street as, you, as you're on the way to get the train or, or, or on the way to jump into your car. It could be your neighbor. It could be someone in the coffee shop, you know, brighten up someone's day, make someone feel better about the shitty day that they're having. That should be what your day should be set out to be. Yeah. Going out and making others feel better. You will put yourself in a tremendously great state for doing so. Yeah. So don't be inwards, be outwards. And I believe you will have a lot more success at silencing the voice in the head. Yeah. Turning that voice down and being present. And then you can ask as many women as you want, <laughs> to, you know, about going to coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Sonny. Hi, Shirts Love. Hi, Cherish Williams. Hi, R Street Lifestyle. Uh, hi, Drew. Hi, Unvan. Hitch. Yeah. I mean, that's, everyone knows the film Hitch, and yeah, it's a great, it's a great film. And what I like about that film, actually, is the conclusion at the end, the ending, you know, where, and it's so typical, you know, society bashes men seeking help, right? And that's exactly what that film depicts, doesn't it? So typical, like the journalist, the media, you know, attacking uh, Will Smith for helping out guys getting better with women. Now, obviously, the situation in Hitch was it was a big misconception. He actually turned down the douchebag who wanted to just get uh, laid, in which I do too. A lot of people from the outside of this, of this uh, community, this industry, think that people just turn up to me to get laid. I don't. That doesn't happen to me. That doesn't happen to me. I mean, I believe, you know, you guys are watching this. You're all decent guys because you, you follow my message and, and you, you think I'm, I'm... I hope you understand I'm not that guy. It's, you know, that's just, that bit's easy, you know? Getting laid is easy. 
I hope my message that comes across is I'm actually helping you guys meet women that are in the line of your values, right? And yeah, so great, great. Hitch is a great film that really kind of um, depicts that moment between him himself and his his girlfriend, the journalist, and um, it's just a great metaphor of of how society is, you know. Uh, Arima, hi. Ibrahim, hello, welcome. Hi, Anayar. <laughs> Can I work for you? <laughs> no positions open at the moment, uh, buddy. But maybe I'll keep asking. There might be something. Hi, Kev. Uh, thanks, Sunny. Cheers. Appreciate that, buddy. Uh, is it normal for people with social anxiety to cry? There's this girl in my class that keeps crying when something goes wrong with her work and she has social anxiety. Yeah, it is. I mean, people people crack under pressure, you know, and people have different ways of dealing with pressure. And uh, you got to remember, we're all emotional beings, and and some more so than not, some more so than others. And uh, yeah, I've seen that. I've I've seen that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, just support her <laughs> support her you know when she's going or get stay away and let her go for it you know uh hi satya hi timothy hi dinosu what is life uh, an experience so grab grab the bull by the horns and and uh experience as much of it as you can buddy hi i am mayan hi book club Welcome. Hi, Dina. So, yeah, like, like, okay, guys, I think that's, oh, I, I, go ahead, let's start. We approach Eva Mendes when he falls back. Sergeant Bob Smith saves her from him. It's smooth the way he does it. Yeah, what's not smooth is when he kicks her in the uh, face on the jet ski. <laughs> Why mostly girls go after money? Um, you know, I, I think I, I don't. Again, look, this is this is something that we got to be aware. Whenever we try to angle, why is it women that mostly do this? Why is it men that do that? You know, both sides are, are guilty of 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 the same thing. You know, I know I know guys that try to date upwards. You know, they try to date upwards because of the, the level of class that woman it is or the, her, her wealth you know I'm, I'm i'm familiar with people that do that i've been exposed to that world and i've been also exposed for women that do that why gives them a sense of security i guess gives them uh, the desired lifestyle that they potentially didn't have growing up and do i think they'll be happy just chasing money um money isn't everything i think money gives them security in one area of their life. But I, I don't think it, you know, I don't think it's just money. And I think there's obviously love there too. Of course there's love there too. You know, I just think that people have different lifestyle requirements. Um, so it gives them, but it gives them security. But I think that be, please be reassured. Not all women chase money, you know, or chase you know, hang out at Novikov and or try to try to get a pass in Annabelle's to hang around with some rich dude. You know, like that doesn't stimulate everyone. You know, uh, certainly doesn't stimulate me. I prefer someone that's uh, much more down to earth than that and has some, a real set of 
you know, core values. Um, where do we, book club, where do we recommend single people go to meet other single people? Please, no bars and no restaurants. This is a great question. This is a great question. And it's literally just get out the house. Get out the house, right? People are everywhere. People are everywhere. Like, I've said it before. I did a video years ago uh, addressing this issue. And, look, if you're a single person, every event is a single event. You you don't need to go to a single event, right? Like, sure, you'll be put in a room of single people, but it's probably a reason why they're in there, right? Yeah? So... Just open your eyes. Be aware that as soon as you step out your house, you know, every event is a single event, right? If you really want to be niche with it, you know, there's a chapter in my book uh, under knowing what you want. And in that chapter, we do an exercise of actually building the archetype of the sort of person that you want to meet. And we go into everything in detail with the character traits. And then we brainstorm, where are we likely to meet this sort of person? Because your positioning is important in everyday life, isn't it? You know, the sort of decisions you make on a daily basis, you you almost need to address life with an unspoken strategy. I know women certainly do. There's very, there's, women are very savvy at this, you know, as are some men. But as I'm working in this space, I'm exposed to men that are certainly not <laughs> that savvy at positioning themselves in the right environments, you know. Everyday scenarios, the grocery store, God's sake, you know the coffee shops, right? If if you like a if you like a woman that you feel would be have the certain characteristics from a certain profession, maybe find the coffee shop that is closer to an outlet of where those sort of people work. You know, if it's just a brisk walk from from where you work or, or whatever on a day to day basis, why not include that? You know, so. Just, I, I think I think everyday scenarios, you know, like let's bring let's bring the tradition back, let's bring the romance back, let's let's create our own movie moments. Every woman wants to be swept off their feet. Every woman wants to have their own movie moment, their own fantasy, their own fairy tale. Remember, it's the story that they never get bored of telling their friends on how you met. So how bizarre and crazy you may think in the moment it is to go and talk to that person. It's the movie moment. Go and do it. Go and do it. Right? Don't be just another swipe right. Not knocking it. Right? Not knocking it. Because it's definitely an avenue to to meet someone. But what I'm trying to address here is like open your mind. Expand your mind in, t- in terms of where you can meet people. Right? People are everywhere. All right? Great question, book club. Thank you. Oh. Uh, Spending our money on them. I'm not saying you can't use your money. You just don't use it too much. You're there to spend a good time. Um, what would you say leads to attraction and compatibility? There's there's many there's many um, there's many attraction switches. There's may, many elements that cause attraction. And again, you know, I am talking about the book a lot. In, in this um, in this broadcast, but you know that is something that you become more aware of after reading the book. Is you know if you're if you're aware what you find in someone that's attractive, 
what is what is very powerful is you knowing what you want, right? A woman can tell if a man knows what he wants, right? It's the frame. It's the framework in terms of how you're coming across. You know, you've already you've already you already know. You're already aware, right? You're not coming across needing, right? It's more easier to answer the question is of what's not attractive, right? What's not attractive? Someone that is not taking care of their image, yeah? Someone that has, you know, let themselves go physically, right? Someone who is not well-groomed. Someone who is, you know, speaks with foul language, Right? Someone, someone earlier on in this broadcast said, like, oh, there's loads of pussy here. Like, <laughs> in the room. like that's, it's not foul language. It's just not classy language to use. You know, it's just, it's, it could be a bit more elegant. It could be more sophisticated, right? And if, if you really, look, the easiest hack, right, if, it, it, to, to understand what causes attraction and again, I've, I feel like I've said this before, before. And if you hear me saying things week on, week out, this this is this similar. Look, there's consistency in my message. Okay, have a look at Maslow's hierarchy. Go on to Google. Have a look at Maslow's hierarchy. Right, all of these elements are what we are most of the time unconsciously attracted towards. Right, so you've really got to be thinking, you know, how can I convey that I am someone that can offer safety, someone that is a protector, right? How can I convey that I um, am secure and I have um, experienced self-actualization, right? How can I, I haven't got it in front of me, so I can't (laughs) reel them all off, but physicality, you know, that's one we spoke about earlier, you know, being healthy, being fit, you know, this is attractive. You know, there's, there's also being, uh, you know, a social leader, you know, or just simply being social. Having a lifestyle outside of work, you know, is attractive, right? So there's, there's many. I mean, there's such a broad question. You know, what would you say leads to attraction? and com- Compatibility is obviously... Um, like I said earlier, I keep saying it, you know, your val- the values that need to be in a line of each other, right? And also as well, the whole yin and yang theory of like, if someone is a bit too much of this and you're like a little bit of, say, how can we, so say someone is really fiery, right? And if you were fiery as well, I mean, that's just like putting fire and fire together and hoping you guys are going to get on, right? So I like really bitchy women, like I have liked bitchy women in the past, and I have, like, the patience of a saint. And that has come through my work, right? And I'm very mellow. I'm, I'm chill. And that kind of, because I'm like that, that kind of can work with those sort of women, right? But if you're, like, hot-headed guy and as a hot-headed woman, I mean, Jesus, I wouldn't want to go around there for a dinner party, you know, <laughs> big plates and shit being thrown around all over the show. <laughs> uh all right. Um, I may. Uh, true. Hi, yes, man. Welcome back. Hi, Nikita. Yes, man. How you react when you flirt with a woman, and she acts like a diva. 
Uh, how do I act with a diva? I mean, I validate it because I, I like it. I think it's fun. You know? I think that's fun. I think that's fun behavior. You know? But if she is, or he, or whoever, is um, being disrespectful, then again, you have to put that on the table. You have to let them know that they've crossed the line. You know? But what you mustn't do when someone is, like, giving you a test or acting like a diva is kind of respond emotionally because that just shows that you're weak you know and what someone's really asking for for when you when they're giving you that behavior is they're basically asking for a dance yeah they're they're asking for for you to, to tango with them you know can you play the game and it can be a really exciting place to be in i can only describe it as if you if you're someone that's you know um verbally very gifted you know giving you a bit of shit and you're giving them a bit back and they can play that's a great space to be in you know i can only describe it as like a game of tennis you know you throw one over the net then you you know you swing one back and it's a nice little rally going on um it could be super fun so i wouldn't really shy away i get excited if someone's a diva or you know testing me challenging me like it's like I'm just I'm just putting my wraps out on and I'm putting you know sliding the gloves on and I'm I'm getting ready for to to get in the ring because it's absolutely fun and here's the deal right the deal is this I don't actually want to win I don't actually want to win it's not about winning it's just about playing you know it's about getting involved and it's it's fun it's I, I actually want them to win you know uh, and and validating them on it you know like yeah, you're good. That was a, it was a good spa. <laughs> that was a good round. <laughs> uh, Danny's on. Hey, give some love to Danny. Uh, Danny is um, one of my approach coaches on the team. He's fantastic at what he does. You can meet him on our seven-day programs and on Impactful Connection workshops. Thanks for jumping on, Dan. Bit late, though. I've got one minute 50 remaining. Jeez. Whew. How to start conversations. Let's see if we can get one more question in. How to start conversations with any random girl walking by. Uh, just go direct. If you like her, don't beat around the bush. It's got to go direct at some point anyway. Just be authentic, right? And just say what you see. Say what you see. Just go, look, oh my God, you're amazing. Like you be in, use enthusiasm, yeah, when, when you approach. Because if you don't use enthusiasm, you're going to get palmed off. You're not going to make enough impact, right? Try to approach from the side, the front, never approach from the back. It's an unpleasant experience for most women. And, um, yeah, have positive thoughts. If you have positive thoughts, that's what you project, yeah? If you have uncertain thoughts, that's what you project, and that's going to be the creepy guy. Guys, with 50 minutes, 50 seconds left, let me just give you a closing message. Thank you for jumping on again. This is our eighth one we've done in a row. I thoroughly enjoy jumping on and giving this value to you guys. We've got the Impactful Connection Workshop on the 25th of May, I believe. Um, so check it out here in London if you want to take your life to the next level, improve your confidence in your social life and in your daily life. Head on over to the website, johnnycassell.com. And if you haven't got your book, Elite Seduction, head on over to Amazon and get it now. It's a great introduction to our work, our teachings um, here on the team. Um, it's, it's the code that we all follow. And then when you can, we're here, we're ready for you guys. All right? Thank you very much for joining us. And um, I'll see you guys same time next week. Big love. Thank you.
If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.